I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So I guess the question is, do all governments lie? And that is what we are uh, about to talk about with Fred Peabody. His new uh, film, a uh, new documentary film, that is, uh, that you're going to absolutely, as a rabble listener, have to see All Governments Lie, Truth, Deception, and the Spirit of I.F. Stone. Fred is a great guy, passionate guy, who, who has a lot to say about not only uh, the filmmaking process, but also about... Um, hmm, the, the, the corporate coup d'etat that is, is going on and, and has gone on uh, in, in North America, in the West, and, and around the world. This is a film, uh, again, it's a great film. It's an important film. This was, the I believe, the world premiere at uh, the Toronto International Film Festival. Uh, Fred Peabody and I have a fun and interesting, I think, conversation about, uh, about what's next and, and about how to be hopeful in, in what appears to be sometimes a pretty cynical and jaded world. Um, davidpecklive.com rabble.ca for more podcasts uh, you can find my book Real Change is Incremental online if you'd like to book me as a speaker or, or as a podcaster uh, check us out or check me out on uh, davidpecklive.com and coming right up Fred Peabody on his new film All Governments Lie Truth, Deception and the Spirit of I.F. Stone well, welcome to Face to Face. We are joined by a very special guest uh, today, Fred Peabody, and he's here at the Toronto International Film Festival uh, celebrating his uh, latest film, All Governments Lie, uh, Truth, Deception, and the Spirit of I.F. Stone. World premiere was a couple days ago. Yeah, Friday. A uh, couple more uh, screenings. Uh, yep. Standing ovation, I understand. I was thrilled. Um, did you get any sleep that night, I guess is the question. Uh, I actually did, but I, I was kind of, because I was so tired. <laughs> but uh, it, it's been... Exhausting but exciting. Um, my first time at TIFF with a film. It's my first feature film. I've done a lot of work in in television, uh, particularly television news magazines, including the Fifth Estate. Um, and you don't you don't 
you don't hear the audience, you don't see right. the audience, right. you don't get standing yeah. ovations. That's right. So yes. uh, imaginary all... standing ovations, right? Uh, pardon? Imaginary yeah. standing ovations. Yeah, yeah, ovations. that's right. Yeah. I, I, I suppose. Yeah. I, yeah. I would like to think that, but yeah. Uh, yeah. no, it's 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 been a thrill. But more importantly, it's it's been really gratifying to do a film that I think can do some good mm. in the world, mm. and and uh, can point out the importance of independent, investigative, adversarial journalists speaking truth to power, holding governments uh, accountable, and um, exposing government lies. And um, I, I'm just really happy that we, we got the film made, and also that we paid tribute to the late, great I.F. Stone, who's inspired a lot of journalists, but is little known to the public. So, is there are there critics? Are there people that are going to say, "Oh, Fred, come on, you're you you know you got it made, you got funded. So what the hell are you going on about, right? Is there, are, you, are you going to get that kind of pushback, or have you already had that?" I, I don't know. I mean, I, I you know I, I was fortunate to have a great executive producer, Peter Raymond, president of White Pine Pictures, who himself has done many more feature documentaries than I have, and many of them uh, having to do with uh, injustice. Hmm. And and um, and media, and um, fortunately he handled the fundraising. Mm, nice. I, I really just nice. I'm just focused on getting this film out into the world, and it's um, great reaching it, at reaching people in their twenties particularly. Yeah. That's yeah. always what I had in mind because I think uh, with this film I, I hope we can encourage the next uh, crop well, of IF Stones and I, Amy Goodman's, which is a direct quote, isn't it, right out of the film. Right about uh, near the near the end of the film, somebody says this really is about incur or you know uh, challenging another group of younger Eye of Stones. Yeah, well, we have Those Jeremy Scahill from the that's Intercept, right. who's actually speaking to students at that's Ithaca right. College. He's at a conference. Or yeah. Something. yeah, and yeah. Uh, and Michael Moore also says uh, something to that effect. Well, Moore's got a great quote at the end that uh, I can uh, pull up here in a second. It's going to take me a second to find it, but uh, yeah, just about the whole idea that well, you can be changed, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And yeah. and the other great one that comes to mind is uh, Michael. Moore was saying in our film, um, I can trace everything I've done in my career back to the fact right. that I subscribed to I.F. Stone's Weekly when I was a teenager, which I did as well, and my executive producer Peter Raymond also did. So it, it's something that, you know, those of us in our 60s, I don't know how old Michael Moore is, but I, I mean, don't know either. I, I'm definitely in my 60s, and uh, I, I was in my late teens when I subscribed to I.F. Stone's Weekly. Wow. Wow. A little four page. Newsletter and that, I've got a copy he, of yeah. it here, Compliments of Fred, sitting in front of me, a photocopied uh, copy, May 13th, 1968. What happened on that day is the question I have. May 13th, volume 16, number 10. 20 cents. Wow. <laughs> what, a, yeah. what, a, what a bargain. Yeah. Or what five bargain. bucks a year to subscribe. <laughs> wow. And uh, Well, that, that particular one that I, that I gave you a copy of, um, you know, his, his front page story uh, is about the Poor People's March on Washington, I believe it was called, mm -hmm. to obviously agitate for, you know, for, for justice, uh, for the uh, economically deprived. Uh, and uh, it, was, it was a big march. Uh, a lot of famous people took part in it. Um, I think Martin Luther King had planned to be there, but he was dead. Mm -hmm. He'd been assassinated mm -hmm. uh, before. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's the Poor People's March on Washington, so I have stones rather witty headline is 
the rich march on Washington all the time. Right. Referring right, to right. lobbyists, you know, with their suitcases yeah, marching on yeah, Washington yeah. every morning to basically, uh, some would say, corrupt and bribe politicians. I, but, love, uh, I love the fact that this was probably done on a typewriter. Um, yeah, and yeah, talk, he. You everything. talk about it in the film. I think somebody says in the film that he used two fingers to type it all Absolutely. out. Absolutely. And just, yeah. to, I mean, I love that image. I can hear yeah. the sound. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. to, to Michael Moore's comment, you know, he looks at the camera at the end of the film and he says, you know, you can change the world. You're just going to have to do the hard work. Right. Two finger right. typing's not an easy thing to do. No, that part you don't have to do, unfortunately. <laughs> That's right. you, yeah. you, you can, yeah. <laughs> you can touch type. You can touch type if you want, and of course you won't have to do it on an old manual typewriter. That's right. And, yeah. and yeah. you can fix your mistakes much easier because yeah. it's a computer. But um, and also with the internet, you don't have to have a distribution system. I F Stone got subscribers. He got uh, a list from some other progressive magazine back in 1953, uh, so that when he started IF Stone's Weekly, he had about 5,000 subscribers. Wow. Five, $5 a year. That's pretty and good. I don't think he ever changed the price for 20 years. Wow, um, amazing. And some of those early subscribers included um, Albert Einstein, hmm. uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, and Marilyn Monroe. Wow. Uh, and that was when she was married uh, to um, Arthur Miller. And uh, I think through Arthur Miller, she actually, I know that she did meet I.F. Stone. And in fact, she bought subscriptions to I.F. Stone's Weekly for the entire U.S. Congress. So, interesting. Little so, are you, clearly you've fallen in love with I.F. Stone in a variety of levels, uh, <laughs> I would think. Yeah, he, he inspired me. Kind of plays me, like he, a love letter. Sort he's of, he's bedrock know. to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's bedrock. Nice. Yeah. Are you are you on board? Do all governments lie? Well, that, that is a famous quote by I.F. Stone. Um, and, um, you know, he wasn't saying all governments lie all the time. Mm. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't know enough about every government in the world. Right. But I, I, I haven't seen one yet that I believe hasn't from time to time mm. told some whoppers and gotten away with it because the the press didn't hold them accountable and acted as stenographers to power. We, we need, and part of that is, is just due to a mindset that has, I don't know if it's happened by, by default, by osmosis, it's just kind of accepted that, well, the government says this and the external affairs minister says that, and you report it. And probably your assignment editor is not going to give you time to check whether it's true or not. Uh, so it's partly an element of time and money, but it's also the fact that if you're working in the mainstream media, your news organization is undoubtedly, if you're in Canada or the U.S., owned by a gigantic corporation that is not in the journalism business. And really, uh, its main interest is, of course, to make, make profit, sell ads. Um, so sometimes things get a little skewed. We mainly concentrate on the U.S. situation because, as Amy Goodman says in our film, government lies cost lives. Mm. And the United States is kind of the poster child for that statement. I love how you start the film by essentially, I mean, with a form of redaction, really, right in the credits even, which is lovely. But, but the, the cross, sort of the cross-cutting, the juxtaposition of the, of, the, of the different statements being made by these uh, all men? Yes, all men. I think. I guess uh, These definitive statements. Yeah, we do have like a uh, we, we do have um, Condole Condoleezza Rice later in the That's film right. saying yes. we don't want the smoking gun to be That's a right. mushroom cloud. That's right. Um, yes. yes. And we, we, we also have uh, 
quite a bit in there about Hillary. Yes. And yes. her. Uh, her donations and, uh, right. and and a nice uh, skewering of her, if you will, by Jink Uger, who right. does a show on yeah. the internet. Yeah, talk about a skewer. I mean, holy cow, <laughs> cap, capital S across the board. The, the, these definitive, uh, uh, you know, to Chomsky's point later in the film, objective statements that these, these men mm -hmm. of power are saying. Mm -hmm. You know, it, we, we have the truth. We know the truth. This is, this is wh where we're leading, and this is why we're going in to Iraq, and so on, and so on, and so on all just complete, outright, as it turns out, lies. Yeah. And you mentioned Chomsky. I mean, I, I think I'm on a, a mission to drive up the sales of, of his brilliant book, Manufacturing Consent. Oh, come on. It's one if of the best If you haven't read it, oh, you've got to read it. Stop there's, listening now if you, you stop haven't Yeah, go buy it. <laughs> you can get it at Indigo. Um, there's a, a nice, um, I think I'm it's like you. 20th anniversary reissue, a nice trade paperback. You, it feels like it could have been written yesterday, mm, it's and it, true. it gives you the kind of the the matrix, the the wireframe of this system that is set up under which the mainstream media in the U.S. he's talking about, but probably applies elsewhere. Uh, the mainstream media functions as a tacit propaganda arm for powerful government and corporate elites. That's about the simplest way made in, made you can into, sum up that book. But and made into a great film, too, in the, in the 80s, yeah. I think, by a couple mm -hmm. of Montreal filmmakers, actually. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. wonderful book. I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, Colin Powell's line, quote, facts and conclusions based on solid intelligence, <laughs> I know, close I mean, quote. Really? Are you I kidding know, me? I know. He must be so embarrassed. He, He's I not a stupid so. man. And I, I think he, so. from what yeah. I've read, he, he, yeah, he knows it. A mistake to probably even become Secretary of State. Is it as bad as it seems? You know, I think it was either Michael Moore or, or, or Jeremy who said it's a total sideshow. Yeah. Uh, is it really that circus like in, in your mind? Well, yeah, and Jeremy's, Jeremy Scahill's point, Jeremy Scahill from The Intercept, which he co founded with um, Glenn Greenwald and Laura Poitras. Uh, if I recall correctly, he said, you know, there are people out there who think uh, Obama's going to come and take their guns, and there are people who think, you know, FEMA, which is the Emergency Management Association, uh, well, it's the Emergency Management yeah, Association yeah, sure. or something like that, yeah, yep. uh, federal is the F at the beginning, um, but FEMA is going to come and put them in internment camps. Right. So you know, much fear, that's fear, all, all fear, yeah, fear, and that's all a sideshow. He said, he goes on to say, what they don't realize is that the coup already happened, right? And and it's it's coup under under which uh, a corporate coup, under which corporations took total control of the political system in the United States. Um, I have to agree with them. You know, the coup has already happened. You know, there's there's a an excellent Canadian writer, John Ralston Saul, who wrote a book called Voltaire's Bastards. I'm a fan of Unconscious Civilization. That's yeah. probably my, my yeah. favorite. Yeah, well, uh, Chris Hedges, who is mm -hmm. also in our film, uh, probably well known to your audience, uh, Chris Hedges, whenever he uses the term corporate coup d'etat, he credits it to John Ralston Saul, who, and I went back and checked, and I, and I believe John Ralston Saul used the term back in 1995 in one of his books. And uh, I guess he's a bit of a visionary. But mm. now, now it's a term that just feels so appropriate. Do you think, um, so, so Orwell, 
big state power politics etc uh, Huxley brave new world you know we've all taken this drug um, is is that Scahill's point in a sense that we, we we missed it it was hiding like there's another line from the film hiding in plain sight mm -hmm. we, 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 mm -hmm. we missed it a, quite a while ago now it's time to wake up um, yeah. and and get busy do the hard work as Michael Moore says yeah I I, I sometimes use the phrase you know it, it's time we need to try to get the public, the citizens of Canada, the U.S., to unplug from the mainstream media matrix. Because it is like that, that movie, The Matrix, where mm -hmm. everybody's mm -hmm. plugged into this, mm -hmm. this thing, and, and, and then when you unplug from it, you realize uh, it's all a sham, and, and uh, an evil one at that. What uh, what was the Q and A like uh, at, at at TIFF? Was it a, was it about the film? Was it about the people? Was it was it about the the, the potential for change for hope? I mean, I got to say, this year I've seen a lot of docs, interviewed quite a few filmmakers that are coming out of some pretty tragic, difficult situations. Mm -hmm. But without a doubt, the, I would say that there's a theme of of, of, of hope and a theme mm -hmm. that uh, that we a sense that we really need to start paying more attention. You know. You yeah. know. Yeah, about I, everything you know about each other, right, etc. Yeah, I, I I think there were a lot of people under thirty in the audience, mm. and I have great hope for them because they already get it. They're not watching the CBS Evening News to get their you know. I mean, if they are particularly uh, interested in in politics, they they are probably getting it. Um, if they're under 30, uh, many of them are getting it from rabble.ca. Or if they're in BC, there's a great independent website called the uh, the Tai, which is a type of salmon, by the way. Mm. Um, that's tyee.com. Uh, there's another one, uh, independent news website called the. It was the Vancouver Observer, and now they've gone national, so they're the National Observer. Mm. But I always mention. Those two and yours, rabble.ca, mm, mm, nice. to people for Canadian examples. Yeah, uh, Canadian examples of of, of uh, places where you can get independent news sources that um, are an antidote and uh, an alternative to the mainstream media. News, Fred, news is meant to be consumed. It's not meant to be reflected on. It's not meant to be thought about. I mean, well, and it's really meant to sell advertising. Yeah, right. So that's what we have to focus on. <laughs> yeah, no, we're being sarcastic. But yeah. yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that is what it's become. It's, it's just for the, the huge corporations that own all the media now, they, I really don't think they could care less about the sort of the, uh, the noble goals of journalism that, that they should care about. You know, to I mean, it's incredibly important. I mean, in in the states, they would call call them, and I of Stone uh, referred to Jeffersonian ideals of free speech and a free press. I mean, I of Stone was a big fan of Thomas Jefferson in in terms of this idea of you know the right to free a free press and a free expression. I I don't necessarily think it's what you'd call a free press. Uh, if, if it's dominated by gigantic corporations which have other agendas. Do you, do you think people will um, watch the film and will 
for the most part. I mean, I I don't know. It depends on the day you ask me how much caffeine I've had, how, <laughs> how well I've slept, if, if I'm feeling hopeful or not, or if I'm feeling yeah. deeply cynical about where we're heading next. Exactly. I was just interviewing yeah. Paul Schrader about his film, Dog Eat Dog. Incredibly uh, pessimistic sort of about our future. He would probably just say he's realistic about where we're heading. Yeah. Um, what, what, what's your sense? I mean, I mean, obviously the, the, the film is about the splash and ripple effect it's about affecting change and and it's about your freedom really isn't it mm-hmm. you know to, mm-hmm. to, to, yeah. to, to take to take your your life by you know and and make something of it in a sense mm-hmm. you know to mm-hmm. michael moore's point and to everyone's yeah. point really um art i mean you strike me as a pretty hopeful person <coughs> excuse me yeah i'm 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 hopeful and i, I you know i think when you ask that question i i think about noam chomsky mm. who's been asked that question many times oh, of course. and who has way more insight into everything than I do mm. uh, and and I know that he would say uh, you know of course you have to be hopeful mm-hmm. you have to try mm-hmm. you have to as you mentioned you know uh, you have to have community you, 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 you can't just think at the kind of meta level of uh, protesting big government but you know you've got to also look at what what's happening in your community and and uh, try to build uh, a grassroots community uh, to lobby for change and progress and uh, yeah of course I'm hopeful um, but I think it's time to say enough is enough um, have you been have you been uh, labeled the liberal left media have you been sort of uh, criticized for oh you guys you know just that whole that whole polarizing kind of point point uh, distinction that it seems a lot of critics like to make? Well, we haven't shown the film in the U.S. yet, ah, so <laughs> uh, I'm sure that's coming. Yeah, and what about people and guests that you you met along the way? Anybody that you interviewed that 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 sort of well, put up, threw up their hands and said no, I'm sorry, I'm I'm out. Well, not not really that put up their hands and, and said I'm out, but. We have a variety of, of different points of view mm-hmm. in the film mm-hmm. uh, and different kinds of uh, different people with different backgrounds. Of course. I yeah. mean, Carl Bernstein, legendary investigative journalist who, with Bob Woodward, you know, exposed Watergate for what it was and basically brought down President Nixon. Um, he's, I mean, he doesn't have the same set of thoughts in his head as Jeremy Scahill, right? But he, he he's, He's a product of, uh, to some extent, the mainstream media, but he also grew up reading I.F. Stone mm. from the age mm. of 11 mm. because mm. his parents subscribed. Sure. Yep. And he said, I would come home, you know, from school, and my parents wouldn't be home yet, so I'd be the first one to get my hands on I.F. Stone's Weekly every week when it arrived. And so, I mean, but he, I mean, he, he says, you know, um, the mainstream media are not uh, to him inherently bad. Right. He doesn't talk a lot. Uh, it doesn't seem to have much to say about the corporate ownership of all these media. But he believes in good journalism, no matter who's doing it, you know, and, and completely believes in the kind of journalism that I.F. Stone did. And as he said, just calling bullshit on government lies. So uh, others in the film have, have a more... Um, anti-corporate view, mm-hmm. uh, say, and, mm-hmm. and who are just totally dismissive of the mainstream media. I mean, I, I think we have to be careful because there are a lot of, careful in the sense that 
I don't want to alienate journalists, and there are many good ones working within mainstream media news newsrooms in the U.S. and Canada. I hope we can inspire them, you know, to create create pressure on their managing editor. Push, push back a push, little. Yeah, you know, their their managing editor is getting pressured. If they're in television, the the pressure is coming from the executive producer of the news hour or the news magazine who's totally obsessed by ratings, probably, mm -hmm. especially if he's mm -hmm. in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And he's getting pressure from higher-ups who are even more obsessed with the corporate objectives. Um, so that managing editor definitely needs pressure from below, from journalists, saying, no, I don't want to cover this fluff that you're sending me out to cover. You know, here's a meaningful story. Uh, here's an, an important story that's not getting covered. You know, and it's also like, don't follow the pack all the time. Right, don't follow right. the herd. Sure. And, yeah. and and push. So I hope reporters like that in the mainstream media. I think many of them will like this film so, and agree with it and be inspired by yeah, it. Yeah, I think so too, Fred. I, I mean, are you afraid of being labeled a, a conspiracist? You know, because, no, no, I'm, not at all. I, I look. I, You're a journalist I'm a filmmaker and a, and a journalist and a filmmaker. And, and are my opinions identical to? Any person in that film? No, we all we, we're all a different mix, right? Um, but generally speaking, I felt that what's in that 92-minute film is really important to get out into the world, and all of these people have important things to say. Some of them require thought on mm -hmm. the part of. You know, I hope I made a film that will make people think. Yeah, me too. Because that's what I like. I like well, to see I, films that make people think. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a, I, I have this feeling that this isn't, <laughs> this isn't necessarily about getting outside of the box. It's, it's about getting outside of the box that's you know, within the box, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. At least we, see the box yeah, for what it is. Exactly. See, yeah. Yeah, try and to of course there are obstacles. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I worked in the mainstream media, uh, and there were some of us who just knew how to get around the obstacles. Right, and you, you persuade your executive producer. You right. You cajole them. You embarrass them into covering the story that you think is important, even though he'd rather do some stupid, uh, fluffy piece. You know, you get a correspondent on your side if you're at a news magazine. The journalists themselves want to do good journalism. Sure, sure. Most of yeah. them, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's a, it's a brilliant film. I really do. Oh, I thir you. thoroughly enjoyed it, and oh, a, a, a well-deserved standing ovation. Thank you. Um, so, I think isn't the opening line from um, uh, Nixon? Yeah. I have never obstructed justice. Mm -hmm. Is the opening line. It's yeah. kind of. Yeah. Isn't that sort of a mantra for the for what you're trying with the yeah. film is to to to, to not obstruct <laughs> justice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so to, in a sense, to turn that almost on its head, and yeah. then to turn it on its head again, I suppose. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, Nixon. Troubling. It's just he never, it's he just... never looked like he was telling the truth. Well, so yes. I don't, you know, it almost wasn't surprising when we found out about Watergate. But I mean, I, there are other politicians who uh, come across a lot better than Nixon, and yet, God knows what what is happening. I mean, and, and even, you know, President Obama, who. I mean, we all had great hope for, mm. I think, mm. many of us. And, and uh, as Jenk Uger says in, in his uh, segment in our film, Jenk Uger, who does an internet uh, TV show daily called The Young Turks, um, 
he, uh, he said, and he has subscribers. That's how he survives. He doesn't have grants from foundations or anything. A he, lot of guys are going that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and selling, he, selling coffee mugs. Yeah, yeah, that's to, where they, yeah. To raise money. Yeah, they do, you know? do a lot of that too at the Young Turks. But, but um, as, as he said, you know, we, you gotta be willing to lose subscribers right. by doing what you believe is right. 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 And he said, I lost subscribers when I started criticizing President Obama and saying, wait a minute, that's not a progressive position. That's not a right. progressive right. position. And he said, we lost viewers and listeners. I guess it's viewers. It's not a radio show anymore. But uh, he said, you've got to be willing to do that. Uh, and I of Stone was willing to do that. He, he was not. He was an iconoclast. And he, he, didn't, uh, he didn't follow, you know, the pack even on the left mm, went, went mm. and he was willing to write on popular things that some on the left didn't want to hear and lost subscribers and as Jenks Yeager said though we Jenks uh, says I criticized Obama for his policies that didn't seem to comport with the progressive uh, campaign that, that he had waged for the presidency and but then those people came back mm. and those viewers came back to his show and even more of the came back when they realized, oh damn, you were right. And, and like most people in the progressive community are kind of there now, that, that, that this guy that they had great hopes for, unfortunately, I'm talking about President Obama, uh, he didn't deliver on the hope. And, and maybe, maybe he couldn't, I don't mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. I, I, I and in some ways, I guess too early to tell, really history will have something else to say, I'm sure, as yeah. people look back. Yeah. I love the fact that, you know, in another theme, Fred, and we've got to wrap it up here now, I think, and maybe we can do part two down the road. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, another theme for me this year in, in the, not only the docs and the narrative films has been this idea is we can't, re we can't remain silent. Yeah. We've got to speak up, pay attention to the details, and, and speak to power, and, and, yeah. and, and whatever that means, yeah. you know, yeah. on a daily yeah. basis. I keep thinking of, um, whenever I read anything about Black Lives Matter, uh, I, I think of a, there's a great quote attributed to uh, Frederick Douglass, a brilliant uh, African-American orator and statesman uh, who a hundred years ago, when he was near death, said to a, a young black man who asked him, you know, what, what's your advice? How do we get our rights? And it was one word repeated three times: agitate, agitate, agitate. Nice. What a great, what a great way to end the interview. Fred Peabody here at the Toronto International Film Festival, the world premiere of All Governments Lie, Truth, Deception, and the Spirit of I.S. Stone. Two things you need to do: one, see this film, and two, get out and get a copy of Manufacturing Consent as yes, soon and as also, possible. Oh, third thing: go to our website and go to the website, which is allgovernmentslie.com. There There's a lot of stuff on there that we couldn't get into the film. Yes, And excellent. also you can check the, the live Twitter feeds of all of the independent journalists in our film, which is makes it you know, something you can go to well, every it's day. It's great, makes yeah. it a little more interactive and a little yeah. more actionable in, in a sense. Yeah. Congratulations, Fred. Thank and you hey, so much, David. Thank, thanks yeah. for the film, and uh, I, hope, uh, I hope everybody gets to see it. Thanks so much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.